Taylor here, and you're listening to the Whiskey Culture Podcast. Here's your host, Greg Sinadinos. Hey guys, Greg Sinadinos here with Whiskey Culture for another Whiskey Wednesday. 30 minutes, we interview uh, different uh, urban lovers, owners of uh, bars, distilleries, um, master distillers all around the uh, country and figure out uh, their stories and what makes them unique in this great whiskey culture. Um, have Mark. Mark is the owner of Carson's uh, Food and Drink, which is a phenomenal place. We actually happened to stumble upon Orion uh, is is my camera guy, uh, sound and audio and video, and he and I ended up stopping up there and, and grabbing a bite to eat after multiple multiple recommendations. Uh, <laughs> we were, couldn't couldn't they, avoid it. it. Yeah, I mean, we came in with high expectations and it exceeded. Um, the the cocktails were great. The food was unbelievable. Actually, we, we covered you guys in one of our. Uh, we covered you all in one of our magazines. And yes. The picture yeah. did not do the food justice. So we're pretty excited. We've got my brother Will on, who uh, is one of the other minds behind Whiskey Culture. And uh, then we've got Chris, who is a good friend of mine. Uh, he's the Chattanooga Whiskey. He's just a great guy, and uh, we are more than happy to have him on to uh, share some of that enthusiasm and uh, just to stare at that amazing bourbon setup he's got behind him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no so, kidding, right? Um, let's just kind of get this out of the way. Mark, when we walked in, we were absolutely blown away uh, <laughs> by the atmosphere of your restaurant. It is it's like walking into – I can't even describe it. It, it, is, it is pure Kentucky done in such a, a, an incredibly tasteful way. Uh, what was Thank the inspiration you. behind Carson and, and getting all that set up? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, it's a, it's an honor to be here, and it's grateful to meet all you guys and uh, all these uh, whiskey enthusiasts. And uh, so it's it's a fun thing to be a part of, and uh, I, I'm grateful. So thank you. Uh, so you know, I've been in the restaurant business for 41 years, and I've been doing this a long time. Uh, I know I look so much younger than actually than I than I am. And thank you very much. I appreciate you all noticing that, uh, which isn't true. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much. Uh, so uh, Carson's was really um, kind of a collaboration of many, many years of uh, being in the industry. And I've opened over 80 restaurants. I had a consulting company for about 25 years. I was a VP over 600 restaurants for a long time. And, uh, you know, it's like, don't ask me to fix your car and don't ask me to work on your windows, but I certainly know a little bit about restaurants. That's about it. I'm narrow and deep when it comes to that. So Carson's was really, um, I moved here about 15 years ago in Lexington. I had thoroughbreds that, uh, we sold at the sales and that's what brought us here. And, um, and I wanted to create a company that my son could be a part of, and his name is Carson and, uh, he's the best thing that I'll ever be. And with that being said, how could you uh, go wrong with naming it after your son? So, um, oh, yeah. but the restaurant really, and it sounds really kind of silly after all this time is, um, uh, Carson's is based off of, uh, Ralph Lauren walking into a barn. It's this rustic elegance. It's this balance of all the wood and then the refinement of the food and the recipes and all of that. So, uh, so that's kind of where it all came from. It was just a culmination of years and years and wanting to create an environment in Kentucky that the people of Lexington Lexington could be proud of and and feel like it was home. 
but also maybe bring them some new flavor profiles from uh, other aspects of the country. You're, you're actually in your backyard right now, you shared with us. Yes, I am. You, you, could have, you could have surprised me because that is such a great setup for the backyard. Hold on, let's, do, <laughs> let's zoom in on that again. See all the barrel tops and everything? So yeah. it, it would be safe to say that whiskey is a huge part of your life. Yeah, you know, probably more than it should be. But then again, maybe I take that back. Maybe it's not quite enough yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bourbon is a big part of my life. And, and, the, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, we do, um, we do a lot of private barrels um, every year. And uh, when I first started in this business, or not first, but years into it, uh, Woodford was such a, a great piece for me. I loved Woodford. I thought it was amazing. And I told myself, when I opened a restaurant, I wanted to do a, a Woodford barrel. So the first barrel we ever did was was uh, Woodford Rye, and um, now what's funny is the fact that we sell more more Woodford Rye out of our restaurant than any restaurant in the world, which is amazing because of how many barrels we do, and it's all because of the the great work that my bar manager and my GM did when they came up with the cocktails, and so we're just pouring it like right and left, and um, it's a game to play though right now because you know barrels and barrel selection is so high, and so many people want to do it that we're I'm right now two years out on the dates just to make sure that I have the slots to get the barrels. So um, it's pretty crazy. And when you're picking a barrel, you know, you're only getting anywhere from what, 35, 40 cases, depending on what it is and depending on the yield out of it and depending on how old it is. So, um, you know, we got to kind of play that, uh, that game. So, um, but it's a fun game to play. Let me tell you, I'm enjoying it. Yes, sir. So you, you talked about, and, and what's really neat to me is when I look at a walk in a restaurant, I look at a drink menu and I see yeah. the specialty drinks. You even mentioned some a moment ago. I, I noticed on the uh, the menu, Carson's Whiskey Sour, Woodford sure. Old Fashioned Black Manhattan. How do you come up with, I mean, what's the process of even developing these drinks? What's, what's that sure. like? Well, I, I think that it's, you're right. It's quite the endeavor, that's for sure. But I, I think that when you really look at it, it's a pretty simplistic approach. And it comes down to, at least for Carson's, it's all about, um, I look at what was yes, what happened yesterday. And what I mean by that is what was happening in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. You know, we're a prohibition style kind of a restaurant. And the reason I, I tag us as that is because that's where a lot of cocktails were originated. For example, if Hemingway wanted something to drink or Frank Sinatra wanted something or Dean Martin or whoever, a drink was usually named after them or something that they drank and it became a part of society. So for me, it was all about trying to find um, the flavor profiles that were tried and true forever and then try to find um, the ingredients that go in that that I felt were the best. So trust me when I say I've tasted as many bitters as I want to taste and as many bitters alone that I'll ever want to taste. But when you're doing things like that, you've got to make sure that every ingredient that's going into an old fashioned or a black Manhattan or, um, or a whiskey sour where we float, um, you know, port on top of that, which is a very traditional old school process. Um, you know, you got to make sure the ingredients are great. You know, it's, it's like I say to, to, uh, to all the guys that work with me uh, at Carson's is that you can't bring things in the back door as in food or liquor or whatever that are average and think you can make something. Great. So what you have to do is bring things in that are great and make them phenomenal. So go through the produce, 
Make sure everything's fresh. Make sure it looks great. Make sure that if you wouldn't eat it, you don't accept it. So, you know, we're kind of known, which is, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. We're kind of known as the place that sends things back all the time. And we send a lot back because we're not willing to serve that um, quality if it's not, it doesn't meet our standards. So when it comes to the recipes, when I work with my bar manager, it's all about what were they drinking, you know, 60, 70 years ago? What, you know, how can we bring that to the current and make sure that it tastes of the flavor profile of what people want today, but also bring the heritage of forever ago when they were drinking it then? It's that combination of old and new together, which creates something pretty great. But here, let me, let me say something really quickly, which is very important. We are not a craft cocktail bar. We will never be a craft cocktail bar. We will never be that. We are old school bartenders that make old school drinks great. And our job is to just make sure that they taste great every time and consistent every single time you come in. And so we stick to our recipes. We stick to those that flavor profile. So it's, it's pretty important. We, we stay stocked on a lot of things so that we don't run out because a lot of the companies that we use are specialty. And so they tend to not manufacture enough. So we buy way ahead. So we never lose and we never run out. So, so coming up with cocktails is really about one thing and one thing only. Come up with a great idea, then refine it and make it taste great so you'd love it. Uh, it's just, it's really pretty simple, you know. And we have our guests taste them and we have our, our staff taste them. And so we don't just make a cocktail and then sell it. We make a cocktail and it might take us a month and a half, two months before it even gets on the menu. So we want it to be right. I hope that answered that question in a long way. I apologize. That was a great answer. Yeah. To me, it's just, um, you you know, everywhere you go, there's so many different recipes to things. Mm -hmm. And obviously at some places, it's a lot, lot better experience than others. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and so just, just to hear the experiment, because there's no yeah. doubt it's an experiment. It's, it's a tried, failed so many times before you really kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, always love to hear that process. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and that's absolutely right. And, and it's, uh, it, you know, everybody has a different uh, uh, taste bud or flavor profile or something they like, whether it's a, uh, you know, whether it's a, a dirty martini or, or whatever. I mean, for example, you know, there's so many different vodkas out there that people want to drink and there's so many different bourbons and scotches and whiskeys and everything. So it's really about trying to make the best that you can within the ingredient that you're using. And it's no different than making a great, uh, a great steak. You know, you got to start out with a great steak to make a great steak. You got to start out with a great bourbon that fits the flavor profile or rye of what you're doing. So there are some bourbons that we all love to drink neat and they're amazing. And whiskeys and scotches, we just love it by itself. You put it on ice and all of a sudden, ah, maybe not. You mix it in a cocktail and it loses everything that it is. So it's a matter of making sure we pick the right product to start with to make something good that ends. Because a great product, as far as a bourbon, may not make a great cocktail. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's very, very important. So and I love that you um, you stick with uh, with Woodford on your uh, yeah your, your old-fashioned. Yeah. I mean, especially Lexington and yeah, and just some proximity. Yeah, that's a, a big thing. Course. You know, I, I I'll be I, we talked about this quickly, but I, you know, it's a personal thing for me. You know, Woodford was the first barrel I wanted to do, and uh, and uh, and it's funny because uh, you know there were eight guys that were there with me and men and women both 
that were picking out the barrel, the first barrel that we did. And um, so I called it um, 8F, which stands for eight friends, but does it really? You know what I mean? I mean, it's like the eight that were there. So we, uh, so I called it 8F because it was this fun connection. And, and I think that's the greatest thing about bourbon, to be honest with you, and whiskey and scotch and, and all of that. I love all of them. The greatest part about it is the fact that it brings people together. That's the fun part about it. You know, if, if you were just drinking it to drink it, yeah, it's good. But when you drink it with somebody else, it's amazing. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Except, oh, yeah. A, a, except for Chris and his little humble abode that he has, right? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. no, I, I love the fact that you stick with the classics because classics are classics for a reason, right? They're sure. not classics because they're not good. Uh, right. That's- yeah, and, that's, and you're exactly right. You know, cool. I'll, I'll tell you, the, the thing that's really important that people need to understand is the fact that I think we have about 130 bourbon, scotches, whiskeys, whatever, um, on the shelf all the time. And, and the, the point comes down to this, though. They're only as good as if you sell them. Yep. You know, you can have things sitting on your shelf all day long. But that doesn't do you any good. If people love what you have, the selections you have, just like you did, you know, when we were talking earlier and you talked about how a barrel sold pretty quickly for you, yeah. you know, that's critical. Um, you know, I need to move this product. And the more I move it and the more people love it, the more they're coming back for it again. So it's, a, it's kind of like a, a bait and switch thing. You know what I mean? It's like, come and get it. So it, it's kind of crazy. Um... We actually, we have um, Thomas D'Addio, which is, uh, he runs uh, Davidoff down here. And, and he was talking about, he was up there in 2019 and he said he loves Carson's great food. It's, it's crazy <laughs> how the reputation of Carson's, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm half the country south from you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got people down here in Tampa that are like, oh yeah, Carson's, I know that. I love it. It's, it, you know, great place. It's just crazy. I mean, when, when you have the combination of all these things coming together to create yeah. something truly unique. I mean, when we went, uh, Orion, would you, how would you, how would you describe our experience? Cause we talked about it the entire, you know, the entire drive back to Louisville. We talked about the food and the atmosphere and the whiskey. And I feel like it was almost like a, a Rick house you could walk into and order an amazing yeah. meal. That's what it kind of felt like to me. And it had a great, a great environment and just wonderful selection too. Yeah, all I, really, I like that a lot. Mark, I need you to come make that my room look like that. <laughs> you know, I can do that, but you know what? It's going to cost you pretty much all that you got on that back shelf. I, I can handle that. <laughs> well, it, it really was all the way down to uh, like even the water bottles. You know, you see a lot of these places, they just order a bunch of generic water bottles. Your water bottles are, are whiskey bottles. Yeah, they're Woodford bottles. Yeah, empty Woodford yeah. bottles. Yeah. They have those brass menus and everything. Everything is so intentional with the rest yeah of you know I'll, I'll tell you i was talking to some people today about this and you know in the middle of covid which is a crazy time for all of us and we all know that um so how great is it for all of us to sit here and talk and not have masks on it's wonderful but we're at home but it's still pretty great to be able to have this conversation and yeah. you know I'll, I'll, I'll tell you we were talking today car the whole design and the whole aspect of carson's was really designed around comes you are I just wanted people to come to a place, get great food, great bourbon, great whiskey. You know, I wanted them to be able to have a place where if they want to come in their shorts and a pair of, and a T-shirt and a pair of 
flip-flops or they want to dress up on the weekend. I, I don't really care what you're dressed in at all. All I care about is the fact that you come in, you feel comfortable, and we've invited you to be there, and you love the food, and the service needs to be impeccable. So, it, you know, it is definitely a global approach. I mean, we've got to make sure all the pieces are working. But in the same regard, you know, this is really more about the guest and just making sure that they're happy and comfortable. You know, nothing's worse than wanting to go to a really nice restaurant. But I, like, for example, me, I'm a jeans and boots guy. That's it. Jeans, boots and T-shirts. Pretty much. That's what I wear pretty much all the time. If I go if I get dressed up, it's going to be a black T-shirt and a coat. And that's about all you're going to get from me. And you'll be lucky if I'm tucking that shirt in. Then somebody's getting married. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Someone's getting married. So anyway, the point is, is I wanted the place to be very casual and just a place where you could just come as you are. And so Carson's, the whole aspect of it was also create an environment that when people from Lexington walked in, they got it immediately. They felt good immediately. So what we did with that was I've got big, huge barn doors that were originally from uh, Dixiana Farm built in 1930. So we redid them, put lights behind them and just put them on the wall. And then all the wood inside the restaurant comes from my ex-mother and father, father-in-law's thoroughbred farm. And the shelves behind the bar are from Calumet Farm. So there's stories everywhere you go when you look at Carson's. There's a table outside called the Makers 46 table. And all the wood that's behind the wall on that is all from uh, Makers Mark. So, and pictures that are signed by people from Maker's Mark. And so, you know, the point of it is, is that it's just trying to create an environment where people get it and feel comfortable and it doesn't feel overwhelming when you walk in. Yeah, you got to have a chandelier there, here or there to create some, uh, you know, some ambiance for sure. But the reality of it is, is that I don't care what you dress like. I don't care if you comb your hair. I just care the fact that you enjoy the food, come in have a laugh or two, have a few drinks, eat some good food, and uh, hopefully we make some friends. And uh, so far, we're humbled and grateful, and it, it's, the formula seems to be working, you know? So I'm happy yeah. about that. That's cool. Congratulations on what you've been able to build so far. That's awesome. Well, thanks. That's very kind of you. I appreciate it's, it. It's funny. You know, we have, a, have a, uh, account, account here, here in St. Augustine that kind of has a very similar approach in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And purchased it from a guy and uh, the account before was very well known for being, you know, very high class, very fancy. Yeah. Yeah. So he wanted to change that stigmatism. So now when anybody walks in, the second they walk in, he goes, Hey, you guys want some Jaeger bombs? <laughs> to kind of like, <laughs> That's great. Everybody down to Let me help you with level. that, you know? And like, yeah. Yeah. Is like because he wants that same approach, and I think that approach is really, really, really cool. Well, and that's funny you should say that because you know I'll tell you something. You know, um, my philosophy in this whole thing is that you can build something great, you can come up with great recipes, you can great, have great food in a great environment. But the reality of the whole thing, it is all for naught unless you have amazing people doing amazing things. So if if anybody asks me and says, "What's the secret to what goes on?" It's not about the stuff that I've done, you know, I took two years to develop it before, you know, I quit work and I just took two years, put it whole, the whole thing together, wrote the recipes, all that. But that's not the magic. The magic is the GM, which is just unbelievable. And how he, and the culture that he creates with his staff and they are as thick as thieves and just amazing. And so, you know, my philosophy is that you, 
give people wings, but don't clip them. Let them grow them and let them soar and let them do their job. And then back off, watch what they're doing, be grateful for what they do, take care of them when they do great things, tell them when they do great things, but don't micromanage them at all. Because once they get the culture and once, once they understand it, they're going to continue to do, do great things. The moment you step in and on them too much is when they get tense and they don't do great things. So let them go and let them do. So, and they do. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's great like for me. Then I don't have to there, work as much. What's that? You, when we walked in there, I literally felt when we sat down like a regular, like they knew me, they were going to hang out yeah. with us and take our order. And they just, they kind of knew what we wanted already. It was, sure. it was an interesting experience. I've never had that really before in a restaurant. Well, that, and to be entirely frank, you know, uh, Orion and I walked in after an entire day of, of distillery tours and pictures and yeah. podcasts. And we, we, we're all across Kentucky and we sat down and, you know, what, what was it, Sean? Like, I think I was in sweatpants and a, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't anything fancy. That's that. for sure. It wasn't attractive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we almost kicked you out, but you know, we thought, what the heck, man, I got to stick up. I have to stand with that. Come as you are thing. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, <laughs> we, we ran it through the test. See if it actually worked. Yeah, but, 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 it, was, it was great. You're, you're, I mean, the, the entire staff, they were, they were phenomenal. They were accommodating, made great selections. Every dish that came out was absolutely mind blowingly delicious. I mean, all the way to uh, so kind of you. Oh, Ryan, what did you get? The, the, you got meatloaf, right? And it, it came out and I have not been to a place that has made meatloaf into a piece of art, but <laughs> you guys did it. You just made grandma mad. Right. <laughs> now, well, you know, our job is so many grandmas unsubscribing right now. <laughs> if grandma's upset, we're doing our job. You know, yeah, I'll tell you, you, you know, the funny thing is, is that you say that is that and be real honest with you. We hear that a lot that when people come for their first time, they feel like they've been there before. And I think that's yeah. probably one of the best compliments that we can get. But, you know, I, I'll tell you, and you guys have all done this. You've gone to great places and you've eaten great places and you've, um, you know, you've had great bourbons and, you know, everything leaves a, an experience with you. It's either going to be an experience that's great or experience that's not. And um, the point comes down to the fact that all I tell this to my managers all the time is what we're going to do is we're going to meet you where you are and then we're going to take you where we want you to go. So you're going to say, I, what do you like to eat? Well, I like this and this. Well, if you like that, you're going to want this and this and this. What do you drink? Well, I like this. Well, if you like, for, hypothetically, if you like this cab, and you like this and it's kind of you like an earthy pinot or whatever you ought to really try this one from willamette valley whatever the case may be it, it's just it's all about training and and one of the things that we do is every single day at 10 45 in the morning every uh employee in the front of the house sits down and we either open a bottle of wine we either pour bourbon we either make cocktails we make food and we eat and we drink and we learn and we become better every day so that when you come in, we have the knowledge because the reality is, is that I can't manage the, op I can't manage the experience you're having at the table. What I can manage is what happens before they get to your table to make sure that the experience is great. But I can't, man, I'm not there when they're greeting you. I'm not there when they're talking to you. I'm not there when they're, doing that they're there and when i mean they i mean the servers and the and the bartenders so our job is to give them the ammunition they need to fight the war so to speak so 
give them the tools they need and then leave them alone and let them do it. So, um, so we do. And yes, we drink a lot of wine and I spend a ton of money on wine and a ton of money on bourbon and cocktails to, to give it to my staff because they deserve that because you can't, you can't fix a car unless your hands are in the engine, right? So you can't sell a great bourbon unless you've tasted it. You can't sell a good whiskey sour unless you know what's in it and what it tastes like. And if, but if I listen to you and I hear what it is that you love, then I certainly can lead you where you need to go. So, I mean, we definitely have a process of how we do things and why we do things and, and all of that, but hopefully we're doing it in a way that it's almost effortless for the people that work there. And I've talked to them about that. And their position is that I really enjoy working here because I feel like I'm engaged in the process. And I think that's important. That is very important. Awesome. Mark, you know, yeah. you're, you're a great boss and, and you want to know why? Because my boss doesn't like when I drink at 1045 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just tell you something. I totally encourage it. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what, Mark. I'm taking applications as we speak. Just email them over. <laughs> oh, you guys are I'm on the way. We've yeah, no, right. minutes here, so uh, I want to I want to go around and uh, ask what everyone's drinking, and then uh, everyone have a final thought, and we'll uh, then we'll wrap up Whiskey Wednesday. So, uh, Mark, what are you drinking? Gotta ask. Is it? Um, I am drinking Woodford Double Oak. Um, oh, our, surprise! Our, our private barrel. Yeah, these are all our private barrels right here. So. Um, yeah, Woodford Double Oak. And why do I like it? Because it's uh, it's a great sipping, finishing bourbon. It's not one that I'll have before a meal, but I'll certainly have it after. And I'm getting ready to light that cigar, so I'm certainly going to have it with that. Excellent. Orion? I actually got a little bit too ambitious before we started and kind of finished off the Stag Junior Batch 13 that I had. But, yeah, that's what I was uh, rocking tonight, so. Now I'm That's just doing a uh, pure white dog or water. Hills, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Chris, what you got? So I got a uh, Chattanooga whiskey single barrel that I've oh, that I want to try I want to try that. No, um you're in Kentucky, so we actually just launched Kentucky. Uh, I'll get with Greg and get your name, get some Please. information from you and get our uh, director of sales out there to come see you. That would be outstanding. I'd love that. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> This is a two char 61 toast, so it's really good. It's delicious. I love it. Nice. Way to I pump that up, buddy. The Chattanooga right. Whiskey Man for Will, we brought the 111 to the beach when we did the beach trip. Oh. That was nuts. That 111 is so good. Yeah, this is so this is um 118. Okay. 18, yeah, 118.4. So imagine is that, that a, is that a single barrel? This is a single barrel. So this year, our single barrels were really to highlight what characteristics the wood puts into a bourbon. And so yeah. this year, it was all the same recipe. And then, like, this is a two-char 61. We did one that was a three-char uh, 47 in town. This one, uh, a four-char no toast. So really what toast and chars do to certain barrels. Yeah, absolutely. We want to highlight this year, which has been a really fun project and really unique. I look forward to you um, sending me my way so I can at least uh, try something that you have. Yeah, Mark, 100%. We'll definitely make that happen. We'd love sure. that. 
All right, well, what you drinking? You know, it felt like a special night. So this is uh, this is some Weller Full Trace. No. Uh, <laughs> tonight in a Michter's Michter's glass. Nice. It's very oh, nice. Yeah. Making us Floridians feel real bad with the Weller Foolproofs there. Oh, yeah, dude. Will we got more from uh, Total Wine. Gosh. Or ABC. ABC, isn't it? Yeah. Good Lord. Yep. Where's the, hey, by the way, uh, Will, where's the server? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm getting kind of low. <laughs> That's <what laughs> I, I saw your glass. <laughs> Well, excellent. Um, yeah, par I guess parting thoughts here is uh, Carson's. If you're on the bourbon trail, you absolutely have to make a stop at Carson's. The food is insane. I mean, yeah, you have to. I mean, we were we were we went in with expectations. I mean, the people over at Town Branch recommended it. People all up and down Kentucky said, "Oh, if you're heading to Lexington, there's this place, Carson's." We kind of walked in with like very very uh, high expectations and not not really knowing what to expect. But uh, the food was incredible. The service was great. And, uh, I mean, you even took some time to come over and, and talk with us a bit. And um, We're going to be up in November, so I'm hoping we can get together in person for a drink, maybe do a live cast or something. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Mark, what time – what are your hours of operation? So we open up uh, every single day at 1130 except for Saturday and Sunday at 10 o'clock, which is brunch, which uh, I can tell you that uh, – we do a pretty amazing job with that. I am, the people are amazing at what they do. And uh, we're probably the number one brunch spot in uh, Lexington. And it's crazy. So if you even want to have brunch at our place on Saturday and Sunday, you better make a reservation or you're not getting it. That's awesome. So we're blessed. Very blessed. Going up to cool. Indiana in uh, November. So I might make a... Uh, I think a you need to make a pit stop and you let me know. The and, other way and I'll let you know. Absolutely. So, so what you're telling me is we're, we're doing brunch up there. <laughs> yeah that's what he's saying <laughs> excellent guys well everyone cheers cheers y'all thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate My your pleasure. time um, great to uh, great to talk to you again and we're looking forward to seeing you in November um, guys make the stop to Carson's if you're going to be passing anywhere near Lexington it's worth the it's worth the trip well, we look forward to having you when you do stop at Carson's, uh, everyone. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate uh, the friendship as well as getting to know you guys as well. What a joy. Uh, say hello to the server over there for me, Will, and I appreciate everybody's time. Thank you all so much. <laughs> we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Later, guys. See you. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Whiskey Culture Podcast. We'd like to give a special shout out to our sponsors, Whiskey Willies, Davidoff of Geneva, and Dark Door Spirits. Thanks for all your support. And if you'd like to support us as well, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Patreon. Thank you guys so much. See you next time.